1: Jamie Eisenberg into the show. You can find him on X or Twitter, whatever you choose to call it at Jamie Eisenberg. That is J A M E Y. And he is an NFL analyst for CBS sports. Also dabbles in fantasy football quite a bit. Jamie, thank you for coming on uh, in the late hours of a Wednesday evening.
2: Uh, thanks for having me. It's good to talk to you. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks so much for your time. And, uh, and listen, I want to start with this because, uh, we're just going to talk broad NFL for a second. I think people out here in the Bay Area are so tired of running some of those key Super Bowl plays over and over in their head. Uh, this is kind of a two parter, and I know my old journalism and English fundamentals, not supposed to ask two part questions. But because it's the offseason and because it's so new, uh, number one, what's the most fascinating NFL storyline that's occurred? And what's the most intriguing off-season headline that has yet to fully develop in your eyes?
2: It's probably twofold uh, with the same subject with the Bears. I mean, at this point, you know, everybody's kind of just waiting to see what they're going to do with Justin Fields. And I guess the biggest story would be Justin Fields, I guess, scrubbing his social media. You know, that's the biggest thing that we we tend to look at these days is what players uh, like to do, who they like to follow. And if they decide to, uh, you know, get rid of Sort of sends uh, a little bit of a you know, red flag up. Is, is is everything on on the up? and, up? and it's, It seems like it's trending as if Chicago is going to trade Fields, and and that's going to be a domino effect because it could have an impact on free agency, which is coming up. You know, for somebody, let's say like Kirk Cousins, who, who may leave Minnesota, or some of the other quarterbacks who are potentially going to be on the market. But I mean, obviously, uh, the Bears can fold the top of the draft, and you know, if they decide to move move on from Justin Fields, that could take another quarterback storyline out of the mix of a, of a team that might be looking to acquire somebody in the draft. So um, really it's just, you know, all eyes are on the Chicago bears right now.
1: Yeah. Raph, our producer is a big Chicago bears fan and uh, we like to kind of give him a hard time, but he's such a good worker and a nice guy that it's really hard to. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So I'm glad you do talk about the draft because I think in the Bay area, it is so easy to fall in love with the draft from what we've seen over the last few years. I mean, the Trey Lance discourse was nonstop over and over until he was finally, uh, you know, gonna. he didn't get the second, uh, he didn't get the backup role behind Sam Darnold. And then he ended up getting traded away to the Cowboys. And then it finally stopped. But really up until then, because they drafted him third and gave up so much to get him, it was the idea of what the NFL draft could bring you that caused so much Emotions of all kind, really, in fans. And and I guess I want to ask you, as someone that just covers the NFL from a more objective standpoint, should the Bears keep this number one pick and move off of Justin Fields if you are Ryan Poles?
2: I would just because of the financial reactions. You know, you get the quarterback on the rookie deal. that That's a much more promising situation if you aren't sold on your guy, and clearly I don't think the Bears are sold on Justin Fields, you know, and it makes sense. You know, he's had some injuries. He had some inconsistent play. You know, is his style going to be the type of style that can lead to a a Super Bowl championship? Because clearly that's what the goal is. Um, But really it's, you know, I mean, if if Caleb Williams or Drake May or whoever they decide, Jaden Daniels, I I would assume it's Caleb Williams at this point. Uh, But if they feel like he is on the same level of Justin Fields right now, if not the chance to get better, from a financial standpoint, just makes more sense to go that route. Plus, what can you acquire in trading Justin Fields? I mean, that's a big part of this as well. You know, are they going to return? I don't think so. But a second round pick, I think that's something that's realistic. Or a couple second round picks, maybe a second and a third. You know, some things that can just, you know, continue to enhance their franchise. So they put themselves in a very good position. You know, they have the luxury of if they keep Fields, they know that they're going to still be a very competitive team. We saw that in the second half of the season when he got healthy. And I think some of the things that they've done and, you know, in trying to rebuild their team, they, they've done some nice things. But for me, I would just reset the, the salary cap situation at that position and hope to build around him. They still have another pick in the top 10. And again, whatever they can, you know, do from a, from a trade standpoint of, of moving on from Fields can continue just to build around what could be a very successful quarterback situation if Caleb Williams is as good as advertised.
1: We're talking to Jamie Eisenberg on the UMA guest line, staying on the subject of the Chicago bears and their number one pick for just a little bit longer. What do you make of sticking a rookie quarterback, whether that be Caleb Williams or somebody else in a situation like the NFC North in their first year? Because I think that the NFC North was not thought of as all that impressive of a division, maybe 11 to 12 months ago, but now you look at the Detroit lions prove they're very much for real the green Bay Packers had a half a season worth of a rebuild. And then Jordan love cranked it to a new level. And Kirk cousins could very well be coming back to a Minnesota Vikings team that still has Justin Jefferson and they got Jordan Addison and they have a lot of talented pieces as well. I think that could be a real challenge for a rookie quarterback coming into a brand new situation.
2: I I totally agree. Uh, but I guess the, the counter to that would be look what the Houston Texans just did, you know, and, and yep. they were in a situation where I think everybody said, okay, it's the Jaguars division to lose. They were kind of similar to the Lions a year ago, you know, coming off a, a decent playoff run, you know, and, and looking at Trevor Lawrence and, and Doug Peterson and saying that that team can be poised to maybe be the best team in the AFC, you know, or at least challenge the Chiefs to be one of the best teams in the AFC. And then the Texans come along and they draft C.J. Stroud, and he all of a sudden can, you know, turn them into a legitimate playoff contender right away. And so it, it's rare that that happens. And, and like you said, you know, those teams, you know, the Packers, the Packers, place to be successful. Obviously the Lions are in the middle of it right now. And the Vikings, if they get, you know, whether it's the healthy Kirk Cousins or, or another quarterback solution, they have plenty of playmakers to put themselves back in, in contention like they were two years ago. So it's gonna be difficult, but that's why you're you're picking at the top of the at the top of the draft or putting yourself in position to pick at the top of the draft. You know, so to have two top ten picks, you know, they can turn their franchise around very quickly. And as we're starting to see, you know, young quarterbacks, whether it's Brock Purdy in his rookie season or Caleb Williams, maybe this year, CJ Stroud last year, you know, rookie quarterbacks are going to come in and and, and be some difference makers at times. It's it's tough. Bryce Young is certainly a good example of that. But um, if you get the right system, right, you know, players around you, and the Bears have, again, a lot of capital, they can help Caleb Williams out right away.
0: Are you ready for hard hitting observations?
1: She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera.
0: The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today.
1: Guys, not everything is 40 chess. Why can't we just laugh?
0: Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch.
1: We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald.
0: The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.
1: Hey, you're right. And uh, I, I worked for a division rival, L.A. Rams, uh, out here uh, a little bit. A few years ago, actually, and Kevin Demoff, the team president, would always talk about how the league is designed for teams to go 500. When you look at the draft and the salary cap and free agency and all sorts of variables, and you got to hit uh, on picks when you have the opportunity to do so because getting a top pick in the draft doesn't always come around. And the 49ers, for example, now have a first-round draft pick for the first time in three years, I think it is. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be really interesting come April. Uh, We'll talk about the draft a little bit more in just a moment. But now as I look at the NFL at large, it's pretty wild to me that we have seen a new dynasty rise from the ashes so quickly after the 20 years of New England Patriot dominance just came to an end. Uh, What are you making of the Chiefs winning back-to-back Super Bowls with a makeshift receiving core? And who do you look at as legitimate candidates to dethrone them because I think there's a lot of teams that you could say have a real shot to make a playoff run, but it's hard to imagine teams dethroning the Chiefs. Who's on your short list, Jamie?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, if they were able to do it it this year with that, you know, offense looking the way that it did certainly toward the end of the regular season, you know, it's it's pretty scary that that they can maybe retool some things and, and continue just to build. But I think you look at, you know, starting in the AFC, it's probably there's still two teams that were up there with them, Baltimore and Buffalo. I mean, anytime you have two quarterbacks like that, the MVP and Lamar Jackson, the MVP candidate, you know, annually, in Josh Allen, you know, they're they're a player two away, as we saw with the Bills, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, and then the Bengals. You know, those would be the three teams. You know, a healthy Joe Burrow and, and Jamar Chase, and you know, whatever they do with T. Higgins, and still a very good defense. Um, I, I think those are the three teams. And Then there'll probably be somebody that surprises us, whether it's the Texans getting better. You know, maybe a team like um, Miami. You know, if they can just stay healthy and, and maybe get some pieces defensively uh, with the Mike McDaniel system there. So, you know, I, but I would say the three teams in the AFC would certainly be the Bills, the Ravens, and and the Bengals. And then in the NFC, look, I, I think the 49ers going to be there again. Um, you know, if Dallas can ever find a way to get some 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 success and some luck in the playoffs, you know, they'll certainly be a contender just based on how they looked in the in the regular season. And the Eagles, I think, if their coaching staff can sort of settle itself and maybe Kellen Moore comes in as the offense coordinator and gets Jalen Hurts back on track, they'll be there as well. But I, I think, you know, if they get out of the AFC again, the you know, it's just it's, it's a scary proposition knowing that, you know, Mahomes in the Super Bowl, it took a, a, a very bad offensive line and, and Tom Brady on the other side to, to be his only Super Bowl loss right now. So you can understand why that guy's been so successful. And, and people are talking about comparing him to Brady and comparing him to Michael Jordan and just in terms of, you know, setting up that dynasty, as you alluded to
1: trailing double digits in all four Super Bowl appearances at the age of 28 and going 75% in terms of Lombardi's is a really scary prospect. So I hear you there. Uh, Jamie Eisenberg joining us, uh, kind enough to take some time on a Wednesday night. And, Jamie, this is a question that sort of meshes a little bit of fantasy football and reality football for us out in the Bay Area because I know for CBS Sports you do a little bit of both. Christian McCaffrey was definitely a fantasy football MVP, and he was right up there for league MVP in the NFL this year. I ask you this as a fantasy question, but also with the lens of realistic 49ers Super Bowl window. How many more years does Christian McCaffrey have of being surefire top three fantasy football draft pick?
0: I hate
2: to say maybe only one, but I'll be more, you know, optimistic and say two. You know, he's just getting to that age where you start to worry about that position. Now, there have been guys that have done well into their 30s, like Tiki Barber, for example. You know, Derek Henry still getting the job done at 29 years old. You just saw Raheem Mostert, obviously a guy that you guys are well familiar with. Um, You know, Ty Christian McCaffrey for the touchdown lead at 31. You know, I spoke to him at the Pro Bowl a couple weeks ago, and he said, you know, he's trying to change the stigma and, of what aging running backs look like. he's the first 1,000-yard rusher since Mark Ingram in 2019. So it doesn't happen very often at that age. Uh, but obviously, you know, what, since McCaffrey's gotten to San Francisco and, you know, dealing with the injuries that he dealt with in Carolina and finding a way to stay healthy, you know, he's one of these guys that, you know, does so much in the passing game that he avoids a lot of contact and clearly playing behind a great offensive line and a great system. You hope that the longevity will be there. But, you know, I think this is, you know – you start to panic a little bit because, and he, you know, sustained this after a season with over 400 total touches. That's not a good sign for running backs. You know, they just tend to wear down. So, realistically, probably one more season uh, of being great, excellent, elite, you know, Hall of Fame caliber type of player. Uh, but again, if you want to be, you know, a little bit more optimistic, I would say two years of still being one of the best in the business and maybe the best running back in football.
1: All right. I mean, I think it's a reasonable take when you look at running backs. Even Derek Henry, you said he's still getting the job done. I had him in fantasy football this year and drafted him just because he's driven me crazy as an opponent for so many years. And he definitely had some nice weeks for me, but it wasn't the Derrick Henry. That's going to make my opponent feel helpless all the time. Uh, right. Running back is a brutal position and Tiki Barber, another one you alluded to when I was really young and starting to watch football. I remember thinking, why is he retiring so young? And my dad telling me uh, running back in the NFL, will take it out of you quickly. Uh, final couple of moments here with Jamie Eisenberg and I just want to get your take on early NFL combine and draft thoughts as we sort of turn the page over toward April. Do you expect a lot of teams to be rather aggressive in the first round? Do you think we're going to see a lot of big swings taken at the quarterback position? I mean, could all three of the top picks end up being quarterbacks? Like what are some of your early draft takes uh, with the way things currently stand?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll go back to the, the first answer with, you know, Caleb Williams and, and Justin Fields. I, I think if, you know, the Bears do settle on Caleb Williams and, and we find out that they're going to move on from Fields, and let's say it's, a, it's an Atlanta who's got a top 10 pick, or, or Pittsburgh, as we know, that, that they're you know, looking to upgrade as, as they feel like their playoff window is, is, is maybe open with the, what, the defense that they have, or, you know, the Raiders, um, a team that's going to be in the quarterback mix as well, the Broncos, you know, any of these teams that are going to be in on Justin Fields out of the, the potential first round uh, of drafting a quarter. But I think that's the position that's going you know, set to the, set the parameters of, w- of what the draft pick trades will be, draft night trades will be. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we do see somebody move up, let's say past Arizona uh, into four, and, and that could be the first spot that we see, you know, maybe a non-quarterback go if the Cardinals stay there because Marvin Harrison Jr. makes a lot of sense to the Cardinals at this point knowing what their receiving core looks like. So it's not the um, – the, the the sexiest draft aside from the quarterbacks and the receivers in terms of offensive skill players because it's not like a running back like a Bijan robinson like we saw last year uh and there's not a lot of like stud defensive guys as we saw last year as well other uh, clearly be guys that emerge but i think the quarterbacks the wide receivers those are going to be a lot of uh big players in the first round and, and again those quarterbacks those those first three guys for sure uh, Michael Penix, you know, we'll see what what happens with him. Bo Nix, uh, obviously McCarthy as well. You know, we could see six quarterbacks go in the first round, and I think it's going to be fun.
1: Yeah, we absolutely could see six go in the first round, which would be uh, quite a lot of fun and, and create a lot of drama, not just in the offseason, but really the first couple of months of the season when it rolls around. So uh, Jamie Eisenberg, everybody, for CBS. You can go check him out on X or Twitter at Jamie Eisenberg. That's J A M E Y. Thank you so much for your time, and we will certainly have to reconnect soon down the line.
2: I appreciate it, and, you know, pretty soon, Raf could be Love. He could be in a, a really good
1: Yeah, we, we lost you just for a little bit there, but I, I think I got the gist of uh, Raf could be in much better spirits uh, come the draft.
0: Are you ready for hard-hitting observations?
1: She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera.
0: The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today.
1: Guys, not everything is 4D chess. Why can't we just laugh?
0: Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch.
1: We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald.
0: The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.